0: Good afternoon, everybody. Sunday afternoon, the twenty-fifth of July, uh, episode forty-eight of So What's Been Happening. I'm super excited about this one. Um, the good news is uh, I get to do this one solo by myself, um, so that's that's something a little bit different. I'm used to having a couple of other guests with me, so I haven't done one solo for a little while. So bear with me as I'm trying to uh, click the buttons and produce this at the same time. So. Give me, uh, give me a bit of grace if anything goes pear shaped. But the great part about this, um, show is I get to introduce a, a beautiful act that uh, I came across recently, and um, just to touch on that, uh, I came across Karen's beautiful voice uh, at the Brunswick Ballroom not long ago. So that was, uh, that was a beautiful moment given it was almost my last gig before the lockdown phase. So I look forward to chatting to Karen. Um, in relation to those lockdowns and what we go what we go through uh, as as artists and and also fans as well um, to to get get to gigs and reschedule gigs and how that all uh, happens these days it's getting a little bit challenging but let's forget about that for a touch um, and let's bring on Karen Fields hi Karen how are you Kia
1: ora, Aaron I'm okay I'm doing okay how are you my friend
0: I'm very well thank you. Um, we're both sitting in Melbourne under uh, lock and key for a touch longer. Hopefully, this isn't too much longer. Um, we're all hopeful of some good news this week.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's one of those things where we just have to take today and say, you know, the only plans I can make are till midnight tonight. You know, it's a bit like that, huh?
0: Yeah, it sure is. Um, let's just flash back a little bit to uh, where we were a couple of weeks ago and. It's incredible to uh, be on a Sunday afternoon at a, at a great little iconic music venue now that was uh, Spotted Mallard and reformed as the Brunswick Ballroom and has been for a little while. And we were lucky enough to, uh, oh, I was lucky enough to be gracious uh, in hearing your your beautiful voice for the first time, Karen. So I know I, uh, I came up to you and was kind of a little bit emotional at the time, to be fair. Uh, you kind of blew me away, which which is a great sign. So thank you.
1: Oh, that's so kind. Thank you very much. I um yeah, I feel very humbled by I think there's a lot more honesty in the emotional response that's happening at live gigs as well. And whether or not it's just my music or everyone is experiencing it, but I've certainly um held a lot of emotional after parties, I think, at live live gigs when we're able to have them. So to hear that from you is very humbling. Thank you, Aaron. I really mess doing what i love to do
0: yeah absolutely um yeah and just let's just touch on that gig for the moment it was uh, you were uh, you're a little bit hard to follow on the day and i know you're very modest so you'll uh, you'll take that for what it is but um going up first always and um warming up the crowd um you definitely did that that's for sure with your thank you, you. it was
1: very nerve-wracking for me what a phenomenal lineup to be opening yeah. the show for so um yeah, it was kind of like, fill the stage. Um, yeah, so I did my best.
0: <laughs> no, you did You did more than your best. You did uh, an outstanding you. job. So thank you. Um, so how does it feel right now in, in sitting sitting there in lockdown? I know we just touched on it. Hopefully it's not much longer, but we've been through these battles before. And we're, this is number five, obviously, sitting here in, in Victoria. So were you able to escape a couple of the Melbourne lockdowns in between?
1: Oh, I, w- I was in New Zealand for eight months last year. So I missed most of the hard lockdown, um, even though it was a hard lock out. My partner is here uh, in Curranjang. So it was very difficult to be separated from, from my love and our animals and our life. But I was very lucky to be home in New Zealand for eight months. So this year's just been... Uh, it's like taking first steps. Again, it's very wonky. So the lockdowns this year have kind of left us really quite paralysed in terms of identifying who we are and what we do and how we do it anymore. I'm definitely feeling that um, uncertainty, like the... Uh, you know, like the earth's about to shake at any moment. I guess that's a New Zealand analogy. I'm like waiting for an earthquake. That's kind of what it feels like coming back to yeah. Melbourne and waiting for the next lockdown. You know, you know, you feel like it's inevitable, but you just got to brace yourself and find something sturdy to cling on to until it passes over.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there was a lot of excitement about getting out of, uh, out of lockdown the first or second time, but we get to this fifth one, and although it's quite a short one, it kind of seems like everyone's dragging themselves out now. Um, and it will be a bit more of a challenge getting people out and, and venues confident again, because once again, financially, it's it's got harder and harder for these, especially venues, to stay alive, let alone festivals. So, um, yeah, it's not going to be a quick quick road out of this one. Um, but we're, we've got to stay optimistic. Um, and one thing comes across in your music, and I know you um, – are an incredible storyteller through the lyrics of your songs and I you're able to document a lot of your life no doubt but have you how have you found um through that lockdown phase have you I know you recorded a new album recently
1: yeah I, I finished the album in May 2020 so I'd, I'd done because I'd recorded my part of the record was done in three days under a full moon. And then we, we just barely touched on it afterwards at the studio. Um, So we were done really before the hectic uh, lockdowns began. Um, So I guess like writing and being creative in lockdown was almost like for me, I could, I could be even freer to just, purge anything I needed to get out and be free to create because I wasn't necessarily creating for a record. I was already sitting on a finished product of songs and joy and sadness and hope. So um, this past year of being creative for me is just, is really just been um, a lot of it's just been making compost for the roses to come. If I'm going to be honest, it's been really tough creatively to find anything that I would play in public, but it's been very cathartic. I'll say that.
0: Oh, great! Yeah, um, I suppose it's all part of that internal healing we have to do during this time to not uh, not take too much of it in. In I know we're we're supposed to be locked up in a safe environment, so let's hope that that is the case. But um, it must have been a little bit challenging to be from away from loved ones for sure for so long.
1: Yeah, well, I was with loved ones and away from loved ones. So prior to COVID, obviously, I explored the privilege of being a New Zealand citizen with a foot in Australia. And that's a story that many Southerners can relate to, whether it whether it's your family in Australia and family in New Zealand. So I was free to jump from one, one to the other. Um, so I, you know, no matter where I am, I'm always missing my family, whether I'm in Australia or in New Zealand. So whilst it was incredible to, incredible to be home with everyone I love back home and just you know having pipe clips with my grandma and hanging out with my mum and dad and brothers and sisters and nieces and nephews, on the other side, my whole community and my my sweetheart and my other brother and nieces and nephews are here in Australia. So, yeah, I could definitely feel for those that are trans-Tasman living. And a post-COVID world, because uh, what's what once felt so close and reachable is now uh, is now starved uh, for touch and and connection. So, yeah, you can't win being a being a trans
0: Tasman traveler at the moment. It feels. Well, I think uh, after what I heard not long ago. I've definitely swept you under our wing and you've become an Aussie, a definite, a permanent Aussie, hopefully. So it's about keeping you here and about keeping Matt Joe Gow here as well, two uh, iconic Kiwis that uh, we really look forward to <laughs> Thank keeping you. you here for a bit longer.
1: Well, we love Australia and Australia is home and New Zealand is home. You know, I'm very lucky to, we are afforded great privilege as Australian and New Zealand citizens to be able to call both, both places home and be, tucked under the wings of either um so it's it's a great joy to be able to feel comfort and home here in australia and i feel that even more having made that you know decision again to return even though my most of my life is here now it was it was like a conscious decision leaving the safest planet the safest Mm -hmm. country on the planet um to come back to Australia and then to return here and just be overwhelmed with the community again and the embracing and that welcome back and welcome home, um, welcome home. It was really, it really meant a lot to me and it means a lot, um, yeah, to be embraced by Australia in that way. Good, very good. Um,
0: all right, well, we might we might take a, a first song from you if you don't mind.
1: All right, let's do it. Let's um, do it. Cool. Cool. I'm going to play the classics. You cool with that? Absolutely. (laughs) Classics are good. Classics are good. I thought we could do with a love song. This is a song I wrote in my hometown. Um, I'm from Tikuiti. It's also known as uh, Te Rohe the place of the hat, uh, in the middle of the North Island. And there's a little stream, a little river, that runs through the middle of the town. It's very beautiful. I didn't used to think it was very beautiful, but then I left and went back and was like, "Oh yeah, no, it's it's beautiful." <laughs> so I wrote this sweet love song down by the river, sitting on the back of my daddy's ute.
2: in a box it's been waiting for love to pick the lock i've been sitting here singing in the dark thinking no one could open me
3: up
2: until you how exceptionally, beautifully, wonderfully God made you. When nobody was giving me the answer, cause nobody was telling me the truth, I've been searching for the heart of the matter, had no one I could lean on to Until you How exceptionally, beautifully, wonderfully God made you I got you to believing that love is no use. that I got used to telling myself that I'm just a fool. Until you, until you, until you. as wide as the ocean, when I think about coming home to you, I'll be dancing like a pretty ballerina, with my treasure chest open to you, oh, for you. How exceptionally, beautifully, wonderfully God, oh exceptionally, beautifully, wonderfully God made you.
0: Absolutely beautiful. Thank you for that little finish. <laughs> As we was clicking up some buttons to get you back.
1: You're welcome.
0: Just tell us a little bit about that song, Karen. Um incredible opening lyric there about trapped and then being open with a heart. just tell us a little bit about that.
1: Well, I guess the metaphor is like a, you know, like a little treasure chest, you know, the mm. little old jewelry boxes you'd open. There's a ballerina dancing inside and um for the longest time i just i felt really invisible and really trapped by my own sadness and i guess like self-hatred as well and a lot of this new record is about navigating big things navigating big hard things that have happened in life Um, and also it's a great love record as well it's about you can't love someone until you love yourself um Mm -hmm. And so that song there, Until You, is as much about falling in love with myself as it is with finding love in another person. Um, so, yeah, once you open that sweet little treasure chest uh, of truth that is your authentic self, um, you're able to live as beautifully and as freely as, uh, as you like. And sometimes it just takes a really special
0: person to come along and just go,
2: there you go.
1: Um, and then you can see yourself.
0: Was was that that moment for you? What did unlock that little moment for you, or have you just found um, you know, surprisingly enough? Like a it detox was your life a bit more.
1: It was actually um, it was actually the end of my long term relationship, which is a heavily heavily centred theme in this record, um, that allowed me to take a step back and and see all the parts of my life that I was sabotaging and and being really um, just down and hard on myself. And, yeah, it it was like it wasn't any one person in particular that came along and sort of unlocked it. I guess it was like, first of all, just like not being in that relationship that I was in anymore and then being open to the possibility of, um, of being deeply in love with myself, and and it, I don't want this to come from a place of <laughs> extraordinary ego, where I'm saying I love myself. Like it's it's not around that. I don't. It's not about looking for validation. It's really just about going, finding that centered truth in yourself. And um, yeah, there was. I mean, there was one person in particular who was able to come along and hold a mirror up to me and, and show me some things that I needed to see. But I think it was a collective of um, beautiful people in my life that led me to sit down by that river and just write that beautiful love song. Um, yeah, that's Until You.
0: Yeah, well, thank you for doing that because it is beautiful. The wordings the wording is beautiful and it really uh, it plays a drifts drifts away beautifully with uh with your guitar and your voice. So thank you. And the harmonica is just another level of that, another layer. So have you always been a uh where, where did get the guitar journey start for you? Oh, you? And when did tasty you tasty question?
1: Um so my mum plays guitar. And so I grew up a lot with um grew up a lot with my mum playing beautiful songs that she enjoyed. From throughout time, like there wasn't any particular kind of you know genre of music that she really enjoyed playing. So I guess for me, when I got to be about sort of eleven or twelve, I had already been playing recorder, which I took like really seriously. Like <laughs> um, when they finally introduced it at school, I was like, I already, I've already got recorder book one down pat. Um, <laughs> So when I came to playing guitar, you know, it was kind of like asking my mum permission to to enter that world, which I knew was very sacred and special to her. Uh, so I had to work for it. I had to do the do the washing and do the dishes and do the chores for a week to borrow the guitar for an hour um, and sit there and figure it out on my own. And then that led to um, me, well, that, partic- that didn't lead to me, but I ended up, in hospital for long periods of time throughout the rest of my teenage years, so the guitar followed followed me into the into the hospital wings, and I lay flat on my back and plucked away on that guitar until I didn't have to be there anymore.
0: Yeah, right, so it, it kind of formed some sort of th- therapy for you as well.
1: Yeah, and I guess like for the people around me as well, that, that was probably the big defining moment. Is that. I always really enjoyed playing music for myself it's something that i find really personal and sacred in my own little world um and i would often like close the curtains in the hospital room because you know i'm a teenager experiencing life for months on end locked locked up so lockdown to me is kind of like this feels very eerie and familiar (laughs) um but i would close the curtains and there would be other patients coming and going um who would ask for me to open the curtains and and could you keep playing or could you play that song again i wasn't necessarily singing i was just sort of plucking away but you'd notice the whole um energetic connection within the room would change when music was on and 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 people there wouldn't be you could feel the pain dissolving in the room around you and you could feel the calmness come through the room and um, you could feel families visiting with other patients in the room just relax and feel comforted by this, you know, teenager plucking away in the corner on the guitar. And so that to me just symbolised something much deeper and more profound about music um, that I guess like set the seed for me to directly channel all Sources and senses of healing through music, um, from then till forevermore, I guess.
0: Yeah, and obviously, with influences like Cat Stevens, Neil Young, to name a couple, um, yeah, you've obviously got that storytelling part absolutely down, down pat. Um,
1: <laughs> I <it> <laughs> Thank you. I often find that when I go to describe the songs that I'm like, oh, this is not describing it very well. I'm like, the song tells the story, and if I try and tell the story of the story, it, I end up quite muddled. <laughs> yeah, anyway,
0: you get the gist. We do. And uh, we'll let, let's maybe we uh, we kick off with another one as well. Cool.
1: Um, well, Les has chimed in and said, may I request Atlantis, which is – that's a big one, Liz. Um, are we amazing. taking requests, Aaron? Is this something we do? Is, um, we're vibing we can, on the
0: inter Yeah, inter- we, we, we can do the request, but it's totally, totally over to you. So you can decide whether you play it now, later, or not at all. But I know, I know, I'm a. That was the one that got it got for me, and I know you yeah. opened the show with it. I think.
1: I feel like Atlantis is the one that, like, I yeah. It's if you weren't paying attention, I. Uh, I really want you to pay attention to this one, And so I kind of something comes up from my boots and fills up my chest on the way to singing Atlantis. So I can do that. Um, I can do that for you. I just I hope it sounds okay coming through this microphone. I know no, it's a bit great. raw. No, it's great. thank you. it's not it's not reverbed up or anything like that. It's just straight up. Um, and for those tuning in, i'm in I'm in Karinjang. On the and Wethron Country, live in the magic room. <laughs> All right, here's Atlantis. Loving
2: you is a dance to which you In the kitchen with the nook of your back Breathing up against my hand If you want Atlantis A dive in the ocean Then you can bet I'd find it there I know where I'm going, yeah let the light above be Aurora Borealis, baby Pocahontas I'd die for the way you loved that song I wanna kiss my woman first thing in the morning Don't overthink yourself, baby. I'm not asking for any more than you. If you want Atlantis, I'd dive in the ocean. And you can bet I'd find it there. I know where I'm going, yeah. Let the light it burn be Aurora Borealis, baby. Oh, God, I'd die for the way you left that. Baby Neil Young would be begging to write you (laughs) if he could. If you want Atlantis, I dive in the ocean. your neck, breathing up against your skin.
0: Wow. That's a serious, <laughs> another, another while moment. You got me again, Garen, but Ooh. thanks. Thank you. Great. Um, it's just. Hopefully this gets out to a few people and and they can watch this later if they're not watching now and and have one of those wow moments like I just did again so Karen um I know Thank you put you. that was a reason obviously other than that must be a special song to you but to to put that as the first track on that new album uh, just tell us a little bit about why it ended up there why it ended up in the number one spot <laughs> yeah, absolutely so it must be always the the tricky part to decide which one is going to be the first track they they hear. I guess it's
1: because it's the it's the realest part of me, and and the the album, as I mentioned, explores mostly the themes of love and loving yourself and loving another, and and losing love and and messing love up, and and figuring out where to turn to when you've got no love left. Um, and Atlantis for me is the boldest love song that I could. Um, that I could write for the record it's the one that puts everything into it and knows exactly where it's going and what it is it's those early feelings of love it's the it's the lightning bolts it's it's everything it's the um you know it's the anxiety in there as well it's the not sure it's the you know it's the push and pull of should we shouldn't we it's you know it's yeah, it's a love song, and it was the best love song that I could lead with. So, of course, the record finishes um, with another love song, uh, but that one doesn't doesn't end as as happily. It's a different kind of love song. So, um, I hope that answers your question.
0: Absolutely, it does. And uh, just the the cover for that single, Atlantis. It just tell us a little bit about that little moment. Where that um, that like, was
1: what? deep in the womb of Papatuanuku um, in my hometown, Waitomo. So I'm from Tikuiti, Waitomo is where the there are many, many caves um, underground. And so spending a lot of time back home, um, I spent a bit of time out at uh, Foot Whistle Cave with a good friend named Kyle, and yeah, he took me down and said we should we should capture you with the glow worms. So what you see around me are glow worms on the sides of the cave. Um, and I guess that's the closest thing to a southern hemisphere aurora borealis deep in the earth. <laughs> that yeah. it was that was as close as I could get, but um, yeah, that's the story of that shot. And uh, I'm yeah, wearing yeah. my um my stepmom's mother. I'm wearing her green coat that was her favorite coat before she passed away and so because of course i was trapped in my hometown so i was looking for things to wear and places to be photographed and so those two there really sum up where i was and what i was doing in lockdown 2020.
0: yes well it's incredible how those little moments sometimes not always planned as they are but come together and and form a little special part of that song so um,
1: yeah it was really special it was really beautiful to have that moment captured.
0: Um, and I, it's you. Know, it's never always what you see or, or know when you see going in. But you seem like an incredibly grounded and connected to the earth person now. Um, obviously, probably that wasn't always the case, uh, and it, it maybe it's taken that. That drew that true way to be able to let go and love yourself, to be able to connect back. But I, I see, even from the live stream you did last week uh, in your backyard with the fire and that all that moment, um, re- creating the fire and all that was it was really special. So, um, just tell us a little bit about that connection now that you have.
1: Oh, I love that you go there. Let's dive in. Um, Absolutely. Tell me about that connection.
3: Do you I feel, feel everything,
1: Aaron. I feel everything especially elemental everything Um, and I don't know whether it's experiencing chronic pain my whole life whether it's having gone through incredible challenges before before most people would have to go through those kinds of challenges I don't know what led me to feel everything to this degree but the connection to the elements is something that keeps me grounded and happy and safe. And I guess the connection to our ancestors, uh, to great spirits, to stories before me, to stories that will come after me. It, it just helps. It makes me feel like I'm a part of everything. Um, and I'm not, I'm not a part of everything, which is where anxiety and self hatred can really blossom as when we feel disconnected. Um, but I certainly feel like I am of the everything. And that's uh that's something I nurture and I practice that um with with deep integrity and intention. For most of the time I was home last year in New Zealand, I just spent most of the time just pounding in the bush, just walking and climbing mountains and drinking from waterfalls and a great privilege to be able to do so. But I acknowledge that and I, and I honor that privilege by actually taking taking that privilege and doing with it what I should rather than sitting back and going, you know, I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that. I'm right there and there and amongst it. So lighting a fire as well. Last week on the live stream, a few folks had commented like, oh, I would need heaps of paper or I don't know how to light a fire. And I'm like, oh, wow, <laughs> allow me to invite you in. Um, and people feel really connected when if they're not able to connect themselves, if you're able to open up those parts of you like drinking from the stream. is something I learned that you don't have to cup your hand against the flow of water to fill your cup, you just Dip your hand in with the flow and your cup will fill. And as an analogy for life as well, just mm-hmm. going with the flow. So little things that connect you to the elements, like lighting a fire. You don't need lots of paper. You don't need lots of fanfare. You just need to start really little and nurture that beautiful part to life. And I find the more connection you have to the elements, the more sacred you find yourself Um existing and living and breathing and and learning to be a part of everything and seeing that in other people and acknowledging other people's magic and spirit and and connectedness allows you to feel that deeper in yourself
0: definitely definitely that was very deep (laughs) but i i know you you also spoke of the three elements to create fire and it it was i that little connection with one of those elements missing um was a classic case of don't fight it but when the three connect you you create such a beautiful thing. And that was, that was very touching in, in your thoughts there in relation to fire.
2: Oh, that's cool. Mm. I'm
1: trying to remember all the things that would have come spilling out of my guts during a live stream. <laughs> I tend to say things and go, um, did I give that away?
0: Yes. No. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I don't know. Where... I
1: like to, I like to go deep. That's a, you do. That's a place I'm comfortable with.
0: Good. Um, that's a, that's, a, go great that's yeah. a great place to be. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, well, speaking of going deep, I'm not sure if we're going to go deep with this next one, but just tell us a little bit about what you're going to play for us next.
1: Um, well, I should play Mama. That's a that's that's one for folks that maybe haven't seen me play before. This is a nice little sing-along song or a song, a catchy song to get involved with. And this song was written in Australia um, on my own little pilgrimage up north to Queensland in the days of frivolous travel um and it was at a point in my life where I was really examining what I was up to and the decisions that I'd made and the choices that I had made in my life. And um I borrowed a guitar in a country town at a little open mic night in the middle of goodness knows, I don't even I actually don't know where I was. So if anyone's tuning in is like, I know where you were. <laughs> That's cool. Um, That's kind of cool. Yeah, so I borrowed a guitar from a uh, a young a young dude who who was going through his own stuff, um, and his mum came up to me after I'd played a couple of songs and shared with me some of her journey with her son, and I just felt really connected to that to that love, the love that it takes to. Get yourself out of a really bad situation. The love that you have to be vulnerable to and accept to help you out of not such good situations, um, and in turn, it helped me look to my community and my family as well for the love that I needed uh, to get through what I was going through. So, I'm just saying in the deep zone here, Aaron. I'm not. <laughs> there's that's no okay. light and fluffy at the
0: moment, but no, um, that's okay. No problem at all.
1: This is a song called Mama. Uh, And there's a sing-along part, so play at home.
2: You got your chance to hit the big time But instead you hit the crack pipe Mama's gonna see you right, baby Mama's gonna see
3: Right.
2: that's your part. you've done wrong to many a man they're gonna catch you if they can but mama's gonna see you right baby mama's gonna see
3: you right
2: only your mama's love can save you baby when you messed up your whole damn life, only your mama's love can save you, baby. So mama's gonna see you right, baby. Mama's gonna see you And you feel like a goddamn fool Cause it's all your fault and you're bound to hang One step up from the bottom of the whiskey glass Is love And who else in the world to ask Only your mama's love can save you, baby When you messed up your whole damn life Only your mama's love can save you, baby So mama's gonna see you right, baby Mama's gonna see Mama's love can save you, baby So Mama's gonna see you right, baby Mama's gonna see you right So you come home, a broken man Skin and bone, and empty hands But Mama's gonna see you right, baby mom is gonna see you
0: Ray. once again how beautiful is that and the lyrics to that song i notice you've uh, you've put on a beautiful tea towel and there's there's a little <laughs> image of part of it uh, i think that's a that's a beautiful touch too so
1: thank you well i always encourage folks to sing along especially at live shows Um, it's, uh, it's a big part of feeling together, you know, a little moment in the show where you can go, everyone do the same thing at the same time. Um, and then the tea towels, there's no excuse now it's written down. You can sing along.
0: (laughs) You should know the words before you get to the next gig, right? (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, it's really cool. A lot of folks who I know have come to more than one show, which is always a great privilege. But you see them light up when mama start kicking off because they've done their homework and they know that I'm going to reel them into sing along. So there's harmonies that happen now and people just taking their own microphone and singing along. So that's cool. I love that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And just a comment from a good friend of ours, Dave Cosma, who's asking about your hat. Tell us a yes. little bit about your hat.
1: This is made uh, by Cat Lay Feather and Drum Hat Company based now on Yakindanda. Cat is a very, very, very good friend of mine and a friend of the world, friend of the people, friend of the artist community. And when COVID hit, Cat stopped playing drums as much as she was and turned her passion into creating hats, which for the most part I believe have been eagerly sought after by the artist community in which she comes from. Um, But Kat actually dyed this hat indigo uh, and left the little moon there for me. Uh, So it's like a custom, custom hat, which I love um, very, very much. So I'm in line to get quite a few more of these divine hats um, to wear for various occasions. So I hope to have a whole wardrobe of Kat's hats. Beautiful,
0: (laughs) very beautiful. Um, and Dave, uh, Dave's got a, a first handmade hat, which is pretty must be pretty special for Dave. So oh, that is that is that a, is a piece, it is will be mm-hmm. uh, and I know you feature it very much on your some of your new material, new promotional uh, product.
1: Yeah, um, well, we went for a photo shoot nice. and it just happened to be wearing that hat, so now it's everywhere, <laughs> which, that, which is awesome because you can see I've got quite a collection. And because lockdown meant I, I grew my hair, right? I don't know if you've seen any photos of me pre-COVID, but I had like a short back okay, and sides, yeah. right? So the army crew cut, that was my style. Yeah. Um, so this is, I haven't had this hair since I was 10 or 11 years old. Anyway, quite a few of my hats don't fit anymore because I've got this big mop of me that yeah, I can't right. get underneath my hat. Um, yeah, all,
0: so a so few I of them, them are now retired
1: again. on the shelf.
0: Yes. Oh, very good. Um, and just upcoming gigs. Obviously, it's a little bit unknown for a little bit now. Um, and I know you've had to postpone your album launch, which must be a touch frustrating because Northcote Social Club, beautiful venue um, and would have been a great um, project, obviously, and gig. But it's not easy just to pull pull a band together from all different places and then just hook up again and play at another venue. So uh, and especially second and third lineups as well and supports and all those kind of things. So just tell us a little bit about what you know that he's coming up. Maybe go a little bit out and then come back. to the. To, what to, I to know is days.
1: coming up. Okay, so I've got the Americana Luncheon, which is like fingers crossed. Sorry, the Outlaw Luncheon, I should say. Get my pistol out. Um, that's at the Coburg RSL on Saturday, Sunday, the 1st of August, uh, with Madeleine Lamont, Anna Cordell and Holly Joyce. Oh my god! Yeah. Um, so hopefully that'll go ahead. We are nudging into super unknown, dangerous territory in the next week in terms of confirming things. So um, what I know to be sure is um, the singer-song of sixpence shows are all going ahead. Run Ranger in Victoria. That's with alongside McThomas, um, um, Brooke Taylor. will be going on a couple of adventures. Um, yeah, I mean, look, there's, there's, I could, I know all the dates and I know all the places. I guess it's just a case of like, will it happen and will it go ahead? I'm, I'm playing around Queenscliff. I'm going to go down to Warner There's some shows. Uh, I've got a show that was postponed from the last, last lockdown out in Hillsville coming up in September. Um, and then hopefully I'll go to New South Wales. Maybe I won't. I don't know, but I'll be playing, if I do, I'll be playing Kangaroo Valley Folk Festival and then Dorigo Folk Festi- Folk and Bluegrass Festival. Uh, and then coming back on the 31st of October, the album launch at Northcote Social Club has been rescheduled. You're the first to hear it. Um, and all the band is in. They've confirmed, locked and loaded. So we will be hopefully ending this particular leg of my tour and album launch. Um, with the show so that's kind of cool it'll like wrap it up in a little bow and then i can yeah. go and fall apart by the campfire for a week or two <laughs> yes. Yes. You'll be so hopefully. By then.
0: but uh what a what a great reverse flip and to yeah. to launch launch the album at the end of the tour that's that's something different and, and and that's that's what it's taking these days isn't it it's thinking on the hop and sometimes you haven't really got a choice but you've got to uh you've got to work with what you've got um so for anyone that hasn't. Found Karen, uh, kerenfields.com is what you're looking for. Um, please support Karen by checking her out and buying her albums, two albums on Bandcamp. Um, and if if you're not sure, um, that's where you go. That's the link. And the lovely thing I'd like to put out there is if someone, if you feel generous enough to tell someone about Karen, um, please gift them an album which you can do on Bandcamp, which is really exciting. So buy the album and give them a surprise to just let them download it and be blown away like I was. So thanks, Karen. Oh,
1: thank you. Um,
0: I, I suppose with the uncertainty comes uh, comes more um, being able to expel more thoughts uh, and more songs and more lyrics and more, more what's next scenarios. And I know you've just put this album out, but have you got anything, any other thoughts that you've come up with in the last, say, month or so that you have starting to document?
1: In terms of creating a new record or yeah. just, yeah. yeah I mean, always, or... I'm, I'm an
0: avid songwriter
1: and I practice songwriting as much as I wait for inspiration. I'm a very, I'm a bit of a, a geek out on songwriting. So I'll do things like quite often I'll do 14-day songwriting. Um, cha- I call them challenges and I will connect with another artist and we will every day send a song a day for 14 days and just whatever comes, comes. It doesn't have to be good. You just have to show up. Um, so I've I've done quite a few of those with quite a number of artists over the past year, which have helped strengthen the connection in our artist community as well, which is like, let's remember what we do. We don't necessarily need a stage to be songwriters. Uh, let's just churn out some great or shit songs, whatever. Um, yep. so I'm always creating and always writing. Uh, I guess in the past month as I've come to launch this record and and release this body of work. And this is really um this is a real story, this record. It's got a strong narrative through it. It's a it's a collection, it's a record of time. Um, I guess I've just been thinking about what what the next record might be and and how I'd like to shape that and and really enjoying listening to a lot of great records and enjoying um influences both old and new and finding myself really happy with who I am as an artist and a songwriter so therefore not too concerned about what I may write because at
0: least I know it'll be the truth. Yes um, beautiful and just on the the new album Water just tell us a little bit about that beautiful album artwork.
1: Oh my god isn't it stunning? Louise Mitchell who's in Sydney um, I reached out to my First, I just reached out to my core sort of, I guess, band group. Um, sorry about the shadows on my face, by the way. We could do little puppets. Um, one day I'll get studio lighting, but for now you've got Bogan Backyard K-Fields. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I reached out to like my mailing list and my social media and I was like, who wants to create this album cover? I was in lockdown in New Zealand. I was had no idea what I would like. Everything was just turned to crap. So I was like, well... Yeah, I I didn't really know what direction I wanted to take with the artwork or anything, so I put it out there and the response I got was phenomenal, like all these amazing artists sending through bodies of work and ideas and things and, um, and I just kept coming back to Louise who was painting a lot of rock pools and water-themed ideas and, and I just... Was drawn to the idea of a painting like a real painting instead of a digitally created or you know I was I couldn't I mean I did get those photographs taken in the caves which were beautiful but I didn't feel like any of them were album covers and maybe they were maybe they just didn't feel to me like I was really in the place that I needed to be to capture an an album cover so um, I chose Louise and then when I sent her a little message saying, hey, I'd love for you to create the artwork, she sent a picture back to me of the moment that we'd met at the Blue Mountains Music Festival, and I didn't realise that she had had a connection to my music and had bought the record and had a little signed Rascal record on her shelf. And so I felt really pleased that I'd chosen someone who was genuinely really connected to what I do and the music I create, and she made that phenomenal painting and...
0: Uh, that's the cover. Beautiful. Must be a very special moment for her as well, because I believe the album was a crowdfunding album. Was that correct? Came together? Yeah, it was. It
1: was a huge, huge crowdfunding effort. My first time crowdfunding for music, which was very
0: nerve-wracking. Yes, I bet it was. But uh, that's a beautiful way to include so many people, and I think there was over 100 contributors at least. So um, that's pretty special. So it shows, must give you a great, level of comfort with that support um that you know you had all those people behind you um and i'm sure there's a lot more than that that didn't contribute it would have loved to so you can can still contribute and the way you contribute is to support karen by getting to a next gig um, and i think that's going to be really important to get around karen and make sure you know the lyrics to mama most importantly so jump on and get that tea towel when it comes back into stock which hopefully isn't too much longer
1: yeah, a couple of weeks away, I'll have some more tea towels. They just sold out so quickly, which was amazing. I was like, you're all diligent at doing your dishes. I'm very impressed.
0: It is great. <laughs> one thing I thought with your T-shirts were their very little quirky artwork drawings on those. So who who we, who we can we thank for that little artworks?
1: On the T-shirt or the tea towel?
0: T-shirt, T-shirt.
1: Which T-shirt are you talking about?
0: Uh, I think you had one. This wasn't the guitar T-shirt I saw. This was... Maybe it was, maybe it was only the um, tea towel I was looking at. But oh a... yeah,
1: so the little tea towel, the picture of me—that's really cute on the tea towel. That was made by Megan Bird, one half of Great Aunt, who are a fabulous old country folk duo. They were going to be opening the show actually at the Northcote Social Club. Hopefully, they're available again on the thirty-first of August. Uh, of- October. Um, So Megan Bird drew that little picture of me. I do have some t-shirts coming out in the next couple of weeks. I'm trying to see if I could grab one. There's one here. This one's for my best friend because she likes purple. These ones are coming out soon. Um, And I made that design and I just got a cool little designer, Nikki, to turn my dream into reality. Um, And these t-shirts are made by Friendly Printers here in Brunswick. Uh, And they use all recycled t-shirts and recycled ink as well so every t-shirt is different and for that reason they're 400 each no, okay. kidding. um <laughs> so That's I've got those long. t-shirts will be posted soon and then I've got some other quirky little bits and pieces um coming up as well but that guitar t-shirt is actually um a real guitar case that I drew I drew that design after I'd had stem cell treatment. And it felt to me like an acid trip. So I was like, oh, you should see what I'm seeing. So I drew it and then put it on a picture I t-shirt. think
0: that was incredible to read that, <laughs> uh, about that. So, yes, out of such a w- weird kind of moment that you're in, um, not just weird, but um, it was part of your cleansing, I guess, and, and healing process. And you, you say tripped out, but I say uh, it was all part of a purpose. Um, and I think to be able to create an artwork from that um, is, is quite a special thing
1: yeah thank you it felt really special to me as well and special because that was also crowdfunded the stem cell treatment um and so I feel like I'm full of love from like thousands of people who chipped in you know a buck or two or even more if they could to keep my body going so every time I walk and Stand and get to do what I do. I'm I feel, I'm literally full of of generosity and kindness. My body is is being recreated by these amazing stem cells. So when I came out of my second treatment and I was just having all these visions and you know and I felt like as I say I felt like I was tripping from what I've read, um, and so I was like, oh, I need a I need to draw what I'm feeling and seeing and. it yeah, it felt really special to me, like a connection to all the wonderful people that had helped make my dreams come true.
0: Yeah, beautiful. And to be able to put that on a T-shirt for people to wear and feel feel connected to you as well must be special for them. So yeah. what we're going to do is, um Karen, I want to thank you, obviously, for joining us um, with an hour of your time. I really appreciate it. And I know we've only recently connected, but I cannot wait to see you live again. And hopefully it's going to be in a spot before October um, I'm going to find a trip, trip uh, to get on the road and find you somewhere. They just got to let me let me through the state borders at this stage, and I think if they've let you through, they'll let us through as well. So that's I look true. Forward,
3: that's true. Look forward
0: to finding one, so let's uh, let's play one more and um, send us out.
1: Cool. Um, this is the second single from the record that I made a little film, a clip to. Um, Sorry, I have to tune my guitar between every song because I have thrashed this guitar on my adventures over the years. Uh, So this is a song called Queenie. And you can check it out, the little clip I made on YouTube, um, which features a lot of the footage from my hometown and from... Well, I was in lockdown, so a lot of footage from my hometown. (laughs) A lot of footage from my sister's house. And anyway, beautiful New Zealand. If you feel like blissing out on some great scenery uh, for a few minutes, then you can find that with Queenie. So enjoy. Thanks so much for having me. A great privilege.
2: have got no money in the bank. This guitar slung on my bay. And this hat I have worn a while. I came here alone. And that's the way I'll go. I won't be long back out your door. But I can light fire, roll out a. climb a mountain top and drink water there. I'm a queen of the road I need earth I need air to where I've been the places I've survived Drumming my way through town And what I don't sing It's too deep in me And mostly that weighs me down But I can light a fire Roll out a sweat climb a mountain top and drink water there i'm a queen of the road i need earth i need air Roll out a sweat, climb a mountain top, and drink water. There. I'm a queen of the road. I need earth. I need air. I've got no plan ahead. I change direction. (laughs) I guess I stayed too long at the stars. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: That was simply beautiful karen um i know i've said that about every one of your tracks so far but um thank you so much for joining me i feel really privileged that i've been able to do this one-on-one with you as well so hopefully a special connection between you and i um but i really really feel thankful for you being able to do this and spending a sunday afternoon with us enjoy the rest of your weekend and most importantly thank you Look forward to being out of lockdown and getting back out there amongst spreading your love of music for everyone.
1: Thank you so much for having me, for just shining a light on so many great artists. And I really, really do hope to see you out there, but I'm also very grateful to you for creating this wonderful space for us in the meantime and for all time.
0: Thank you. We look forward to catching up
1: soon.
3: Thank you. Ha da. da.